The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You know the show, you're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And boy, I'm sure all of you know what matters to me. You know, I, I got to be honest, I, I got I to gotta keep it real. Um, uh, it's, it's relevant. It's one of those things that you hate when it happens to you, to anybody. Uh, but sometimes every now and then, we have to stop and realize that regardless of who we are, how big we may be in this world, United States of America, what corporation we run, we own, who we work for, we're human beings. And man, when one of the big boys, uh, you know, get caught up in something, it's, just, it's one of those things where you sometimes, and I'm just going to be honest, there's sometimes where people are actually afraid to actually have the discussion. And I, I, I don't think we should operate out of fear. I think if it's newsworthy, and if I think newsworthy is based upon the consistency of how you report the news, I think you should be consistent. And for some reason or another, I think there's a lack of consistency when we think about what happened with uh, Mr. Ursay, if you will. Jim Ursay, I think his first name is. Jim's my age. It's interesting to me. I've always thought that, you know, a person should be identified and recognized as Mr. and Mrs. or Miss uh, if they were, uh, of course, an elder person older than you were. They've been on this earth long enough that you might, you know, it might require you to respect your elders, as we used to say, coming up in the hood. Um, But (laughs) interesting enough, in this United States of America, if you are the CEO of a company, then you're supposed to be addressed as Mr. And there are people out there who will address an individual as, as Mr. And they may be older than them. I, I, I think, no, I think we're getting that twisted. I think when we're raised as children, particularly here in this country, we're, we're, we're taught to respect our elders. So a, a show of respect to someone that is older than you, you would address that person as, as Mr., and not necessarily because you work for an employee, an employer, and you're an employee, and, and, and you're older than that person, you got to address them as mister. And, and I, I just so happen to notice that, you know, people stumble over that. Even the media stumbles over if they should address uh, Jim Ursay or, or Mr. Ursay. That's where we get caught up in our values in life, <laughs> you know, so uh, because it's a matter of respect. And if it's someone older than you, then you could address them. As Mr. But I think that even Jim Ursay and anybody else, if they own a company and they, they see a person who's just survived on this earth and been on this earth, 
many years more than they have been. They should address that person. If that person's uh, pocketbook, uh, if that person's W-2 or that person's 1099 is, is, is less than theirs, just out of respect, I think they should address that person. So out of respect, I'm going to have this conversation. If you're, if you can walk, you're welcome to call. You can call if you'd like, 888-346-9144. But if you don't, we're still going to have this engaging conversation because, see, I can see you. I can feel you. I, I, I know you're there. I know you're there. So um, let, let, let's talk about that, if you will. You know, and <laughs> the fact of the matter, here's a gentleman who is recovering. And the thing about there's no six degrees of separation in this. My family, your family, everybody's family, everybody who's listening, there's somebody that you can touch and you don't have to go six degrees away that you can touch that's, that's dealing with this issue. And I'm just going to say it. I, I've seen Jim Ursay, Mr. Ursay, whatever you want to call it, I've seen him on television numerous times. And even though he's recovering, he looked like he was indulging. And, and for those of us out there that have seen anybody who's ever been themselves, you don't have, you know, had a, a sip or two too many, you know how your eyes might look. You know the look on your face. It's, it's one of those things Whereas okay, I'm, I'm going to go there now. When it comes to, you know, racial profiling, I'm driving down the street, got a nice little car, I'm a black man. Okay, I'm going to stop him. He looks like something. He's a black guy, maybe a black guy did, so I'm going to stop him. Okay, Jim Irsay, when you looked at him, when his policeman saw him, he was already driving a little erratic, you know, the way he was stopping in the street or whatever. And then when he looked at him, I think he looked like he might have been intoxicated. I've seen him on television. He looked like he could have been under the influence of something. I, I really do not believe in my heart of hearts that this was the first time that this man's been under the influence since he said he's been dry for I think 16 years 15 years 10 I don't think it's the first time that this individual has been intoxicated in something maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't you know alcohol but something and because of that I want to ask the question are we afraid because somebody writes our check to check them particularly if they're putting themselves in harm's way you can't tell me that there hasn't been a team party, an outing, or something where somebody hasn't seen Jim Ursay under the influence. That's going back to this respect thing. We're human beings. I just had a friend the other day who I consider, you know, a man, one of my best boys in life. He's, 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 an, he's a mentor to me, and he's younger than me. But he's had some success in business that, that I, I continue to harbor that relationship with him so I, too, can continue to have that type of success that's he, that he's experiencing and he's experienced. But there's some aspects of his life where I know that because of how many years I've put on this earth and he hasn't, I'm experiencing things a little bit different. And so I, I, I had to stop for a minute and address some personal things about him that I was a little concerned about knowing our relationship. And we hadn't talked about it. See, sometimes we get so caught up in our work that we forget the fact that there's still this human element that comes into being a human being. And we put so much pressure on each other 
We always want to defer the responsibility to show a younger group of people uh, how they should carry and conduct themselves as human beings that we forget about our peers. And I've said this on the show many times, and I'm going to always repeat it. You know, it's like Madison Avenue. Do you understand that I don't need to hear that McDonald's, you know, Burger King or all these? I, you know, I know your little slogans. I don't need to hear them again. Oh, but you keep repeating them because you know why? Because you influence my decisions. It resonates when I'm about to step out. I go past, I'm hungry, and I see a sign. That sign, I've heard that jingle before. I've seen that burger before. That burger was tasty. Maybe I'm going to go get that. Okay? You need to constantly remind those people out there that are suffering and that need your assistance. You can't just tell them once and think they're done. Those people that are recovering, they rec- it's a continuing challenge for them, every day of their life, they get up and they're challenged. I don't know those, how many those of you out there that watch Oprah, first class, I'm a fan. I'm a big top. Shout out to my man Dave Dorson up there because Dave is one who, who shared a couple of things, his you know, relationship. He knew of Oprah and knew Stedman. You know, they're, they're friends. And, and I told Dave back then, uh, <laughs> the little joke <laughs> that I have, uh, you know, I... Myself, I think I can say this correctly, that we were here at Voice America, certainly were operating in the digital world prior to Oprah. But then she starts streaming, and of course her numbers are But my point is, is in sharing uh, with, with my good friend uh, Dave Dorsett and just, you know, having conversations with him. And, with, you know, we just would talk about people needing assistance and to help out, reach out and help. I didn't get a chance to reach out and help Dave. He, he was in need. I didn't know that. There are people that are in need. There are signs that you see. These people struggle every day just because they write the checks. That doesn't need, they don't need help. When you see it, if it's got stripes, huh? might be. Look at it. Go check it out. <laughs> it is if you think what it is. Perception is reality. Somebody somewhere saw Mr. Ursay, Jim Ursay, and thought, you know what? That look on his face is a look that I, I'm familiar with that look. And he, he looks like he needs some help. But if I say something to him, I might get fired. Is it worth getting fired? Now, that, see, see, see that's, there you go. That's the problem. When are we going to ever, as, a, as current occupants of the world, when are we going to ever have the gonads that people generations before us had? Do you know what people before us used to stand up and fight for when, they, when it was principle that they, that they believed in? See, that's why this whole thing about sports, it's, it's about more than just, boom, that's right, I'm going there. I've heard, I said it before. Athletes need role models too. It's about principles. And you got to help people. When you see them suffering, don't worry about your job. Spike said it a long time, do the right thing. There was somebody, Jim Mercer has a personal assistant. He has an administrative assistant. I guarantee you, if you talk to that administrative assistant today, she will tell you, and it's probably a she because it's not a he, uh, probably not a he, but could be. Men can handle that position too, but I will guarantee you, 
When I watched Oprah the other day, as I said, I was watching Oprah the other day, and I saw on there that she had a young man on there. I forget his name. She asked him. He's recovering. She asked him, when was the last time you struggled with wanting to get high again? He said, on my way to this interview. Jim Ursay struggles every day. That administrative assistant sees him every day. I guarantee you, if you ask her today, have you ever saw him in a time where you thought perhaps maybe he might have been under the influence? I guarantee you she would tell you, yes, I, I have. I did. And what they don't realize is when they don't offer the help or make the call to the, to the wife, to the brother, to the father, to the sister, to the son, they're enabling them. Don't worry about the risk of your relationship. The risk of saving their life and, and, and stopping them from destroying their life is greater than that. You got to challenge these people. They need what they need is help because they continue to do what they can't stop doing. That's a scream for help. Help isn't always spelled H-E-L-P. It does. You don't always hear it. Sometimes you see it. It looks like help me. It looks like help me. So now here we are again. The National Football League is in the limelight and people are afraid to talk about it. And I'm pissed at those people that are afraid to talk. I'm pissed at every network, ESPN, NFL Network, ABC, CBS, all of you got all these shows that if that was if that was Tom Brady, if that was LeBron James, if that was Michael Jordan, even Michael owns the Charlotte Hornets, but Michael used to be a player. Charlotte Bobcat, you would be talking about that today. It's too important because it's Jim Ursay for you to put it aside because you're afraid of your contracts. You're afraid of your jobs. You might lose them. What you're doing is you're losing so many people out there that are suffering, that need help, and they're screaming, help. To you, it may be a foreign language. It just looks different. But it's saying, help me. I think it's time. I got to take a break. Ooh, but I'm on to something. I ain't getting off of this. I said it. I ain't getting off of this. We're going to continue with this on the other side of the break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. We'll be right back. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. From high school to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. What matters to me today is Jim Ursay, Mr. Ursay, if you will. Uh, the fact of the matter is I don't care who he is, what his name is. This man is suffering and needs help. I am a little bit concerned of the fact that the major networks, other than their little ticker, can't take the time to spend an entire show. Everything else becomes secondary to this because you can believe if it were Tom Brady, this would be the conversation of every show. You can believe if it was Peyton Manning, this would be the conversation of every show. If you could believe if it were RG3, this would be the conversation. If it were Cam Newton, this would be the topic of every show. When it was Michael Vick and the dogs, it was the topic of every show. It happened in the offseason. This is the offseason. Now, I want to know why Jim Irsay can't get the same amount of time on these shows as he's faced with some felony charges and some misdemeanors as a result of him being stopped, charged with a misdemeanor DUI, but in possession of some prescription drugs that were not in the containers of which they would have been prescribed for. Now, again, for me, it's not that you treat players different than you treat owners. For me, this is something that's personal because for me, there's too many people. There's not a six degree of separation here for me or anybody on the other end who is receiving the audio portion of, 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 of this broadcast. You hear what I'm saying? You've seen it. You know it. You can walk down the street. A child can tell you if that person is drunk, as we call it. A child can tell you if they see a person who is, you know, not in control of themselves. There's something wrong with that person. We as adults, we need to help. That's all it is. People are screaming for help. Help. It can't get to the point where 
you yourself, when there's somebody that you love, somebody that you care about, somebody that you're concerned about, that you're more concerned about your paycheck than you are what's doing what's right. Now, the federal government here in the United States of America, they, they felt that, too, when it came to certain things, that when there was corruption that was going on in a corporate environment, that they felt that they couldn't police everything. But certainly what they could do is they could get assistance from the individuals who were on location or somehow in the vicinity that if they saw and they reported that there's such a thing, if you're an employee, it's called the whistleblower law. It's, it's prote- it protects you that, again, you, there won't be consequences brought on to you from the corporation that you work for if indeed they're doing something illegal and you report them. I'm saying that, listen, I've said this so many times. I'm going to re- continue to repeat it. Madison Avenue does it. I'm going to continue to repeat it. I may repeat myself on a lot of things today. That's okay. You got to continue to hit people with it. Keep doing it. Repetition, repetition. That's how, as professional athletes, that's how we became professionals. We perfected our skill set because we did it over and over and over. I've run backwards so many miles in my life. I've I, I probably run backwards more than I've walked forward. And I can do it with my eyes closed. I guarantee you, I can go out and I can backpedal. I can run backwards. And I can challenge 10 people to do the same thing, and they're going to trip. Every one of them will trip. At some point in time, they're going to trip. I'm not going to trip. I can do it with my eyes closed because of repetitions. I'm 54 years old. I can still do it. Now, let me get back to this. For those people out there in society, for some reason or another, they want to diminish the value of athletics. You are, you, these are the type of things where you can draw parallels, and people don't do that. People don't take the time out to look at athletics as more than what it is. Don't just take it for for face value. Peel that onion back and look all the way down and get to the root of it and then put it back together. See how it grows and see what there's so much more connected to that. Now, the onion is just onion from the root grows a big old onion. But from the, the root of sports, there's so many things, so many things that sports is connected to. Right now, we're talking about the, the human side of being a human being. And, and, and sports has done this. Let's just take a look at some of the things that sports has taken on. Early on, you know, it's one of the first things it took on was the racial divide in, this, in, in the, not only this country, but the world. And when we step up and we use sports, I mean, come on, my goodness, where else can you go where you've got people of every ethnicity background you could possibly think of going to a, sta- a football stadium 50, 60,000, Arizona is a perfect example. You got, I don't care what the background is. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you're green, white, blue, yellow, blue, orange, whatever you want to paint yourself that day. I don't care if you're Jew. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're Italian. I don't care if you're Irish. Happy St. Patrick's Day, by the way, guys. Don't make a difference. You're rooting for the Arizona Cardinals if you're in Arizona. If you're in Cleveland, you're rooting for the Cleveland Browns. If you're a fan, that's what you do. And you all come together. You find yourself hugging on people. You don't even know. You, you see the commercial. Hugging on a dude. Oh, ooh, excuse me, dude. My, my bad. My bad. That's just what you, you get caught up. That's what, when, that, when that ball snaps, you get caught up. And so much so that people who want their team win, to win so bad, they said, hold on. You know what? 
I was just shout out to, to, to Jackie Robinson up there. You know, I was just watching 42, a little bit of it last night before I got into the basketball game. White guy walks up to a man. I don't care what a man deserves the, uh, the opportunity to play. I don't care what color you are, man. I'm for you. I want you to know I'm for you. That's what sports does. Sports has taken on sports. Has, you've taken sports and you've moved the dial. You've moved the needle on so many things because of sports. Sports has moved the dial for black men, for black women in front offices, for women in front offices. It's, it's, it's certainly moved the dial for, for black men to play and to coach and be administrators. Shout out to John Wooten. They, they, they continue to rule rule, continues to bring diversity into sports. Football, we're talking right now. The Rooney Rule, John Wooten, taking care of that, making sure those things happen. Shout out to Roger Goodell for supporting it. Great job the past few, the last, this year. Terrible job last year, but, you know, good job this year. Now, now let, 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 let's take a look at even most recently. Sports. A gay man decided he wanted the world to know that he was gay. He was tired of, he, he wasn't ashamed of what he was. He was ashamed of what he wasn't, which is what people thought that he was, and that is what he was a man that liked women, and he wanted you to know that he was a man that liked men, and it was okay for him, and he just wanted you guys to know that, don't think I'm that, because I'm not that, I'm this, and I want you to know what I am. I'm a gay man, that's what he said, that's what he told the world, that's what he wanted everybody to know. And what did we do in sports and football? Embraced him. And respected him. Now, here we go. We, we had to step up. We had to say he has the right to play and to do this. He said what he is. Some people may feel that's wrong. That's okay. You've got a right to feel what you want to feel. But he has the right to participate without any prejudice to participate. And so they're going to allow him to participate. So now we have something else that we have to we have to take on here. 888-346-9144. What we, and I'm going to include myself in this. I'm going to step away from this seat I have here as part of the media. And I'm just going to be a human being. And I'm going to demand. And I want you to get on this with me. We're going to demand the other media. Don't be afraid of Big Brother. Big, don't let Big Brother bully you. Report the news the way it should be reported because there are people who need to know this today. This could simply help somebody. What you're doing by covering it up and pushing it to the backstory and just using it on the ticker and you're not talking about it, then what you are doing is you are enabling another addict out there to continue to be an addict for another day. Because if you bring it to the forefront and you have some discussions and you have people that have been faced with this from family members, that man could have killed not only himself, he could have killed somebody else. That man now, because he got caught, they're going to they're going to start doing an investigation. And I'm thinking that last time that they did an investigation, they couldn't find there was no trail to where this stuff came from. So. You know, the FBI got involved in it. I'm thinking it's going to be different this time. I'm thinking they're going to look. No, you got these are prescription drugs. You got them from someplace. And they're going to find. So it may disrupt somebody else's life. But if they would have continued to support him in his office, 
Listen, if there are people out there in life that have enough money, they're wealthy enough that they could have these personal assistants. Again, I saw on Oprah, shout out to Oprah. She's setting the bar, raising it. This Lindsay Lohan got a personal assistance with her every place she go. If you need it and you got the money you can afford it. See, if this was a player, we would all right now be saying, you know, shame on that player. You know, he could have got a driver. The NFL has a program where if you, if you are in, under the influence of alcohol and, and you don't feel, feel that you're fit to drive, you can actually call someone. You can actually call someone and they'll be there to pick you up. Now, I, I, I don't know why Mr. Ursay doesn't have somebody driving him. I think I've gone over a little bit. I think I got to take another break, but I, I, I'm not getting. This. I'm gonna stay on this the whole show, cause we're gonna deal with this. Don't be afraid of Big Brother. Sometimes you got to stand up to Big Brother. You just got to do it. We doing it here at Voice America Sports. You listen to Ray Ellis on the Voice America Network. Of course, that's Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Gonna take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me is the fact that the Indianapolis Colts owner, Jim Irsay, um, has been charged with uh, drinking under the influence. He was also in the possession of some prescription drugs of which were not in the containers of which they were prescribed to be. And uh, those were felony charges. Uh, this is all, I'm assuming, is, you know, innocent until proven uh, guilty. Uh, Mr. Ursay will have to be in court sometime soon. Uh, but there's a bigger picture to this. And uh, many of you know, uh, you may or may not know that uh, my wife is from St. Louis, Missouri. And Missouri is the show me state. But they also have another thing that they say in, in St. Louis. And, uh, uh, I, you know, it may have been Nellie or somebody. But, you know, they, don't be scared. And that's not scared. Don't be scared. You know, and, and I think Big Brother is doing it again to the media, the national media. They got them scared. You know, the whole concussion thing. The NFL has the media scared. You know, parents, th th see, this is bigger than football. Th see, these things that I told you about what the National Football League has done is this affected the, this affects the world. What sports affects is not just the individuals that participate on the field. They address issues that the world doesn't know how to address or is fearful of addressing themselves. Sometimes we have to go into a courtroom to do it. But we do it. And, you know, it doesn't surprise me because, you know, some of the biggest, strongest men in the world you've ever seen in your life, they play football. They're bigger, stronger, faster than anybody else. You know, the way they hit each other on the field, if you did that in any place in the world, you would be in jail. I mean, you know, and it's always amazing to me because I'm from a generation whereas we knocked each other out and they put us back in the game. I don't know how many of you watch basketball. But when you watch the Chicago Bulls play, prior to them starting the game, Noah goes over and he stands in front of one of those trainers and they mash this little cotton thing, which is full of ammonia. We used to call it smelling salt. And he and he shakes his head, and you know, and, and it, it, it it wakes, it, it just does something to you. It's, it's just smell ammonia. Put your nose in ammonia and see what happens. I guarantee you, you do. You get the same response that he gives off every time. That, that, that's what that, that's what that's what happens. But these, this is these are big, strong men getting prepared to go into battle, and they and they battle. You know, that stuff that, that Noah's smelling, that's, that's how they used to wake us up after we knocked each other out and then sent us back on the field. We went into court, can't do that anymore. Not going to do that anymore. They would still be doing it had we had not gone into court and said, how dare you? But when we went into court, there's some information that we had going into court that the general public doesn't know. But the general public, there's a, there's a, there's a health and safety issue. That's why sometimes... When, when people find themselves in a critical state prior to getting there, they may sign off and allow people to use their body and their organs for testing to help a future generation of people. When it's a health and safety issue, I think the government can step in and say, you know what, you can't say that, that, that information belongs to you and you only. 
and 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 there's no need for society to have that information because it is because so much of society participates in this game that you call football and so therefore they too are faced with the same issues that you battling and you settled out of court for and they be, could be putting themselves at risk that you could eliminate that risk but you're so worried about that and whatever that is, I don't know if it's your money, I don't know if it's your brand, if it's your game, whatever it is, that you don't want to share that information for the benefit of a larger population. But yet and still, look what you've done. You broke down color barriers, so now everybody. You broke down religious barriers, so now everybody. You, you, you both, in the workplace, you broke down barriers, so now everybody. And now you got another issue. And that's drugs and alcohol. Don't cover it up. I've been to many schools during my time of playing ball to tell kids don't do drugs. Just say no. We've moved beyond that now. This man can help put his story out there. And it's not just for him as an example. We're not asking you to use him as an example, maybe we are. Maybe, maybe we are. He's not the only one. But what we want to do, it's an example to start a discussion. That's what it is. It's an example to start a discussion. Now, I know we got some recreational things going on out there in, in different parts of the world, recreational marijuana and all that type of stuff. I know that. But this is a man that, from what I understand, this, is, this was not some recreational marijuana. This is a man who, who admits he's an alcoholic. He, he's, he's addicted. This is a man who, addi who admits that when you're addicted, you admit that you're out of control. You can't control yourself. It controls you. That's what this is about. This isn't about recreational. I'm not, I'm not here to stop people. I, I have recreational alcohol. Come on. I, yes. Yes. Twelve. <laughs> okay. So here's what I'm trying to say. There are people out there that are addicts, that are addicted, that need help, that are screaming for help. And for reasons that we're in control of, but some of them we're not in control of, like our, our employment experience, we want to defer and we want to let it go. And I'm saying that the national media today is guilty they are guilty of doing that. They are guilty of, tarnish, of, 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 of being afraid to tarnish that brand of the National Football League by having a conversation, not about Jim Ursay, but about drug addiction, about addicts recovering, about my family, your family, how do we help each other, about our places of employment, how do we recognize it? And that's what I'm saying to the National Football League. Now you've got a chance to be a pioneer in something else. If the world can't deal with it, they can't. You've asked them, hey, deal with it. You can't, you won't deal with it. We'll deal with it. National Football League, it's not for long. I'm also tell you, don't be scared. National Football League, embrace this. Don't be afraid of this. You would help Mr. Ursay if you would actually, Jim Ursay, Mr. Ursay, if you would embrace this, you would help him too. Because now you're showing, I don't care, it could be the crack addict on the corner 
or it could be the billionaire in the box office. They both are addicts and they both need help. They're out of control. And as a matter of fact, with the exception of the fact that Mr. Ursay probably could go to Malibu and the addict probably got to go down someplace downtown. They both need the, the same solution is going to work for both of them. I don't know what that solution is, but it's going to be some plan that's going to get them beyond the point of dependency on drugs and alcohol. And they're going to be able to live in a stable environment and to be in control of themselves instead of some substance being in control of them. That's the issue. It's a major issue. And for some reason, the National Football League is scared of that. For some reason, the national media has been bullied by the National Football League, and they're afraid to talk about that. And yet, and still, all of us are less than six degrees of separation of somebody in our families or somebody that we love or somebody that we work with that they need help too. And even we are sometimes afraid to have the conversation, to talk to the person. You can walk up to the person and just say, you can talk about a third person. You don't even have to talk to them. Not about them, so to speak. You could just walk up, have a conversation, just engage into some kind of conversation that makes them aware of the fact that, nah, I don't smell alcohol on you right now. But I, I, I do know you're under the influence. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say something to you that just might make you think that I might know that you're under the influence and to make you just stop for a second. Because not everybody can go cold turkey, but some people might go cold turkey. There's, there is those individuals out there that have gone cold turkey because something happened to them. One thing happened to them in their life and they just stopped it. And it could simply be that somebody on their job one day says to them, you know, I, you know, I had a, uh, a cousin of mine, a brother, sister, you know, mom, dad. And I don't know if I ever told you this, but, you know, he, he used to drink a lot or, you know, he used to take a lot of prescription drugs and, you know, and he would go to work. And, you know, and, you know, we later found out that there were people on the job that, that knew that, you know, that he was he was drunk or he was high or she was drunk or she was high, you know. And, and one day somebody called us at the house, called my mom at the house, called my brother, called my sister, called me or I went in or something like that. A conversation like that. To somebody who's under the influence that you're not telling them that you know they're drunk or they're high right then, but you're talking about something that you just made up. But they hear that story and that may resonate with them and they may, you never know, they may say, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious, do, do I smell like alcohol? I know you didn't say I'm, I'm, I, was, I was drinking, but, but do, I, do I smell like alcohol? Well, I, I, know you didn't say, I know you didn't say that I look like I'm, you know, I'm high, but, but do I look like I'm high? You know, you know, it's just interesting. Okay, I'm, I'm going to come clean with you. Um, you know, I know you didn't say it. I know you, you know, but, 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 I, I, but I am high. And, uh, you know, now I'm a little paranoid because you said you had this conversation with me out of the blue. And you just might say, well, you know what? Wow. You know, I, I, you know, I know I'm, I'm, I, something just told me to, to have this conversation with you. I don't know what it is. But, you know, but now that I look at you, yeah, your pupils do look a little dilated. Yeah, right. Wow. Oh, yeah, man, you okay? You might need to take some time. Are you Just do it. Don't be scared. Find a way. You can save somebody's life. That, that's what this appeal for me. This show today is all about. Is that somebody's life? I think this is going to save Jim Ursay's life. 
This man is a billionaire. $1.6 billion, I think, what they say his, his net worth is. His net worth happens to be. $1.6 billion. Now, what in the world can't you buy at $1.6 billion? You can buy whatever you want. You have whatever. You own a National Football League team. A very good team. You know, you, you, I mean, you can, there's nothing you can't do in life. But you're out of control. You can't, you know, I, I'm going to take this back. I'm not going to say that you can't buy control because he's going to have to pay for assistance. But he's going to have to hit his knees and pray to whatever God he believes in. And he's going to have to have a support team around him. And guess what? He's going to have to go to, he probably may spend some time in jail. But, but, but he is going to need help. And all, all I'm doing again is I'm saying that if this was Tom Brady, we, everybody be talking about this. So it's forget about who it, is, who it is in terms of who's guilty of doing that. But let's look at it because it is a problem in society. Okay, it is time for me <laughs> to take a break. I'm not done with it. I'm going to come back and talk about it again after this break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Jim Irsay, thank you. We're going to pray for you. You're going to get better, and we're going to help change society. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. What matters to me, Jim Mercy, owner of the Indianapolis Colts. By the way, I was employed with the Indianapolis Colts for one day 
As a matter of fact, I would care to say that there's a couple other players out there, I think, who have checks that haven't signed them, but they don't know where they're at. I happen to have a check. The value of it is irrelevant, but I have a check from the Indianapolis Colts to prove that I was an employee of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, and I signed the check. And I'm thinking about when they donated it because I, I doubt that there's a professional football player who has a check of value that he signed and never cashed. And it's relevant to the time. I think it might be 300 bucks, 200 bucks, whatever it is. But it's a check, an official check from the Indianapolis Colts uh, because they actually signed me for one day. I was, I, well, I was on the team in the offseason. I signed there as a free agent. And, uh, and then I was let go after one day of practice, the last team I played for, and that was the summer of 1988, that uh, training camp. I was there for one day. Don't ask me what that was all about. I have my perspective. They have their perspective. We won't go into that because that's not what today's show is about. It's about the Indianapolis Colts' owner, Jim Ursay. And for him to embrace, for him to take the shield and carry it on his back, that NFL, give you another three letters, DBS, don't be scared. Step up to it. See, because I'm going to tell you what it is. The fear comes in with this challenge of what this man is up against. This, what this man is up against. This is bigger than, you know, the other things that we've tried. To, I mean, you've done some things that are hard in your life, but this man is a billionaire. He can buy whatever drugs he wants. He can get whatever drugs he wants. He is out of control. The control substance is controlling him. He needs help. This is another chance for the National Football League to embrace things that society has been challenged with and not prepared to deal with. And they don't want to deal with. But what does the National Football League many times do? They step up. Jackie Robinson might have been the first in baseball. But we know about somebody by the name of Fitz Pollard back in the day. Jim Thorpe back in the day. These are, these, these, these are minorities, if you will, Native American, African American, who got a chance to participate in the National Football League when they weren't letting people like that play in the National Football League. Of course, it wasn't the National Football League back in the Jim Thorpe days. But sports has done that. They've opened up their door and let people come in. Some, a man who said he's gay, playing football now. Women working in the front office, football teams now. You know, they're, they're coaches, never before. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a part of a position that before black men never played. But the National Football League, this is a chance for you. you, you, you you're not scared. Those men are too big, too strong. They, they're not scared. That's why things change because you got big, strong men over there saying, no, that ain't right, so let's make it right, and they make it right. So don't be scared about this. Jim Ursay, okay, let's get him some help, but at the same time, let's help everybody else. Because those people, there are many of those people that are fighting some of those same devils and demons that he's fighting that are fans of pro football. And guess what? They're in front of the TV. They're screaming. They need help, too. Somebody's looking at him and saying, they, they, you know, they need help. He's not just, this is just not recreation. It's for the weekend and having a good time. That person 
He's inebriated. That person is drunk beyond control. That person is under the influence of some drug beyond his control. Guess what? This doesn't stop at men. This is women too. Mothers, sisters, daughters. This is something that the National Football League needs to embrace. And I today am ashamed of the national media because they're afraid to talk about it. Because they're afraid about their contracts, their money. Like I told you before, in my opinion, everybody got one. We sit on them. I think they did that with the concussion issue. You know, they quieted down, stopped talking about it. It's a public health and safety issue. There are little boys playing football all around the country, starting to move beyond our borders and around the world. And some people even want girl, women play football too now. That's, that's right, they do. Maybe not in the National Football League, but they got their football, they, and they're wearing helmets, and they're hitting. And some of them have been concussed. So let's just, let's just deal with this. Let's, let's not be afraid. You know, Jim Mersey, if you, you know, if, if you don't win another Super Bowl, this is bigger than a Super Bowl. This is much bigger than the Super Bowl. If, if you just cry out and say the words, help me, please. Somebody help me. I got everything in the world. Money can't buy happiness. You know, is he taking drugs because he's miserable? No, he's taking drugs because he's addicted. He, the man is not miserable. The man is not taking drugs because he's miserable. And if he is miserable, then that just needs to let everybody out there know that money can't buy happiness. You know, money may make you happy. Because you can do some things, but does it, does it have sustainability to your happiness? No, because you may be having some problems. Now, money problems, they say more money, more problems. Money problems are some of the biggest problems to have when you don't have the money. That's when, you know, but when you get more money, you get more problems. Because when somebody, I can't take ownership for this, just like I can't take ownership for more money, more problems. Somebody also said, I think it was Chris Carter may have said that, you know, money just enables you to be, gives you a better chance to be more of who you were anyway. So, you know, if there's an ugly side to you, money is just going to make you uglier. If there's a good side to you, money is just going to make you, you know, look even better because you're going to continue to do good things. But if you got money and you've been doing bad things and the more money you get, the more bad things you're going to do. And so in this particular case, this person who, again, in terms of material things that money can buy, probably has everything he possibly could have. But there are some other people out there that, you know, when it comes to the money, they don't have the money, but they got the problem. And that problem is they cannot kick the habit. They need help. And you always can look at them and tell. Believe it. What you see is reality. Don't think because you look like you're looking at the person that looks like they're high that they can't be high. If they look like they're drunk, that they can't be drunk. Create a situation. Approach them in such a way where it's not intrusive, but at the same time, you're digging a little bit. But you're just letting them know that you're there to help. And then if you can help them, they'll thank you later. And those employers out there, if you got a person that's 
you know, a a a person who is is in terms of title is is somewhat a lesser title than yours, and they approach you to help you. Don't bring consequences to that individual. Thank that person. In fact, they should have policies all around corporate America that if you, in fact, there should be bonuses if you help somebody that you see is having a problem because they're hurting themselves and eventually they're going to hurt somebody that's near and dear to them. And so all those people will be so grateful to you for stepping up and doing something that they couldn't do because you can believe there's some people in the Ursae family that they themselves probably have seen it and they've tolerated it, but they know they, they, they're not helping him. But they can help him because he's the breadwinner for the entire family. So it needs to be somebody outside of the family that's got to step up and help him. But it's time for the National Football League. Don't be scared. It's time to step up and get it done. And so for those out there who've been scared by the big brother, don't be scared next week. Let's start talking about this tonight. Because there's somebody out there, not six degrees, maybe six steps away from you that needs your help. Thank you all for listening. I've been enjoying this show. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I want to shout out to Tom McDaniels, going to be coaching the Ken McKinley Bulldogs and bringing us back to respectability and helping those boys become men. Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.